This is the Proud American Podcast, and I'm your host, Johnny Joey Jones. I'm a Marine Corps veteran of Iraq and Afghanistan and a proud American. We know our military and veterans serve honorably and proudly, but too many of them struggle to understand the effects of war and wartime service. Joining us on today's podcast is my friend and mentor, Navy veteran, entrepreneur, and founder of Boulder Crest Foundation and a Warrior Path program, and author of the book Struggle Well, Ken Falk. Thanks for joining us, Ken. Hey, Joey. Good morning. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. I know you're always busy and on some adventure, so making time for us is something that we're really uh, excited about. I appreciate that. I think we're all busy nowadays. <laughs> so I know what this is. I, I've been involved. I've, I've attended one of your programs, but uh, for our audience, can you tell us what Boulder Crest Foundation and Warrior Path are? Yep. Well, I, um, like you, I'm a, I'm a, a former bomb disposal guy. I spent uh, 21 years in the Navy as a bomb disposal guy. And um, early in the war, my wife and I started something called the EOD Warrior Foundation. And EOD is Explosive Ordnance Disposal, or what we call bomb disposal. And uh, we started bringing uh, the, the guys that were at the hospital um, who were inpatient and, and even in the outpatient status uh, mostly amputees from Walter Reed and Bethesda started bringing these families out to our house uh, between about 2008 and 2010. And we live an hour west of D.C. And we had this beautiful farmhouse and 200 acres of land. And uh, as we started to realize how important it was for families to get out of the hospitals earlier in their stays, there was a lot to do once you were healthy. And, and you know the, the process quite well. But once people were healthy and you know, there were lots of organizations helping them and taking them away on trips and those types of things. But early in the days, there wasn't a lot to do, maybe the occasional Friday night dinner or, or a sports game or something along those lines. So we started bringing them out. It started out as initially as barbecues. Um, and then one thing turned into another. We had family staying in our house. And that inspired us to donate uh, 37 acres of our state and, and build the nation's first privately funded uh, wellness center for military and veteran personnel. And it was important to me for a lot of reasons, but primarily because I was just disgusted at the time, by the way, uh, you know, uh, you guys were being taken care of. And, and I had been in a, <clears throat> excuse me, I'd been in a serious accident myself back in the late eighties. And, and I remember how miserable it was in the hospital for the period of time that I was in there. And, and I just knew as an organization, as a nation, we could do a lot better. And, my wife and I had the resources to do it, and that's that's kind of what started it. So now we've got these two beautiful retreat centers, the one we built here on our estate in Virginia, and then we opened up a second one thanks to a, a very generous donor out in Arizona, southern Arizona. I know the one in Virginia is just absolutely breathtaking. I've spent time there before and after it was opened as a retreat, and I know the wildlife there is beautiful, and there's this creek that comes through there. And I don't see how anyone could not go there and be inspired to do something. So if you were living there, I can see where the inspiration might've come from. And so from these retreats, I know came the warrior path program. And can you speak a little bit about what the programs you implement are? Yeah. Well, we, um, you know, we started out the first year that we were open, we started really doing two things. One was allowing families to come and stay in these beautiful cabins, uh, you know, free of charge, come here and have you know, almost like a mini vacation. We called it R and R, rest and reconnection time. We also started to allow other organizations to come in and use our facility. Well, I broke my back in a parachute jump years ago, and the the military. You know, I had an E three physical therapist, Navy corpsman, 
and she was a great young lady, but she was a terrible physical therapist. And uh, truthfully, if it wasn't for me going outside of the military system, specifically to chiropractor work, um, I probably never would have got better. I probably at my end of my career would have ended, uh, you know, at ten years instead of twenty one. And um, and I really have always been into kind of an alternative solution. I'm not a big fan of traditional medicine and the way things go. So when we were letting these other groups come in, I was I was really being picky and making sure that they were doing something that wasn't already being done by the VA or somebody else. And after watching these programs, I just, I mean, I was, I, it was like an emotional roller coaster. You know, some of them were really good, but the people running them were really bad. Some of the programs were really bad, but the people running them were really good. And we just couldn't find something. So I wanted to learn more about PTSD, and and I went on a journey. I literally went around the, the, the nation. I went to the best medical schools in the country, Harvard, Chicago, San Francisco, L.A., um, and, and talked over and over again with psychologists and psychiatrists. And in open meetings and behind the scenes, these folks would tell me, you know, what we're doing for PTSD, what we're doing for, you know, veterans isn't working. And I'll never forget it, uh, Joey. I was sitting in San Francisco having dinner with this couple, and both very prominent psychiatrists from uh, from San Francisco. And the and the wife, the lady, said to me, she said, "You know," uh, or I said to her, "I said, I said, I don't understand. If you're telling me that this stuff doesn't work, why do we keep doing it?" And she looks me right in the eyes and she said, "Well, it's the only thing that's evidence based, and that the, that the." Uh, that we're allowed to use. And then the second thing she said, which drove me nuts was it's the only thing the insurance companies will reimburse us for. <laughs> and at that point, and then she turned around and said, well, I just don't understand why you're so interested in it. And I said, well, let me tell you, I said, I spent 21 years in the Navy. I never saw the death and destruction that I'm seeing today. 22 at the time, 22 of my brothers and sisters are killing themselves every day. Um, I said, and I'm a bomb disposal guy. I come from a community where we don't make mistakes. We work hard every single day to make sure that we don't make mistakes on the battlefield. And, uh, and when we do, they're lethal. And if you do survive them, it's normally because, you know, because you've got a great medic nearby or, or, you know, the device didn't go off or something. But it's, it's rarely that, you know, guys like you and I survive accidents. And, and, and that's what I told her. And I said, I just can't take, you know, the insurance company answer for, for, for gospel. And that's when I came back and, you know, I put a group of people that were interested in helping us together to create a program that we think is, is one of the best programs in the nation. It's called Warrior Path, and it's based on the science uh, of post-traumatic growth, which is a completely different attitude just from day one of, of, of men and women coming in. And it's a training program. It's not a therapy program because we looked at, you know, the problems with traditional mental health, which are stigma, you know, people not going at all dropout rates, which are significant. I mean, there's a 50% dropout rate after the first appointment with a mental health professional. And, and so you start to look at these statistics, you know, you see about three or 4% of people who go through traditional PTSD care that will actually lose the diagnosis of PTSD. And then we're up against a system, as you know, you know, very well that, you know, is, is kind of what I would call a system of sickness. You know, they don't, they, they pay us to be sick. You know, there's, there's like no incentive to really get better and, and, uh, and it's frustrating. So anyway, that's where we're at. That's warrior path. Well, I, I think you hit a key point there, which is lose the diagnosis. I don't know that many physicians look at it as a, as a trying to cure past the diagnosis as much as cope with it. And I think that that provides some sort of crutch for veterans a lot of times to, say, okay, well, this is why I do the things I do, so I'm not going to change the things I do. 
and when I went, you know, to the Warrior Path program, um, the one thing I realized is that very little of the conversation was about that. And it was just more about who I am and understanding who I am and what might have affected me. And and it's kind of like through understanding, you move past things. And, uh, you know, you call it post-traumatic growth. And I think that was something I wanted to talk on today. So, you know, I lost both my legs above the knee. And that was difficult. And then I lost friends overseas that didn't make a lot of sense. And then I came home and I lost a friend to suicide that really was troublesome. But I've had a pretty successful and healthy life. And is it post-traumatic growth that you believe probably a lot? In other words, by suffering that trauma and processing it properly, not only do we survive it, but we come stronger. Is that kind of the idea? Yeah, I mean, the, you know, the, the 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 term was coined at the University of North Carolina by two two psych, clinical psychologists back in 1995. But the bottom line of post traumatic growth is this whole science, uh, as Nietzsche would say, of you know what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. And and quite frankly, Joey, it's, it, guys like you that inspired me to do this because when I uh, you know, and this is with all due respect, when I met guys like you and Tim Brown and Taylor Morris, I just, I looked at you as a, as a guy who was there in front of you that was responsible for training. And, and I kept thinking to myself, I'm not, I don't, I don't know, uh, you know, this is, this is bad. I don't know that if, if this was me, that, that I, that I could live with it. And then I turn around and, you know, today, I mean, Taylor Morris is a quadruple amputee. And, and now when I'm with Taylor, it's like, you want to be the guy. He's as positive. <laughs> he's as, as active as, 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 as successful as, uh, you know, as you have been and, and other, and how many others can we name? And, and there were actually two groups of people that led to that inspiration. The first one were Vietnam prisoners of war. The, you know, the story of 591 men who came home in 1974 and their families had been told by the mental health community, by the best psychiatrists and psychologists in the military, they, the families were told, be prepared to institutionalize your loved ones. And the complete opposite occurred. 591 men, 4% of them came home with PTSD, as opposed to the 30% of the traditional force. So what happened in that prison camp? What was that training that, that allowed them to succeed? The same with, with the amputees in, the, in this modern-day war. I've seen that over and over again to go from laying in a bed where you didn't want to even be here anymore and, and, and to – you know, the host on Fox News or, uh, you know, Olympian uh, swimmer or Olympian ski uh, uh, sled hockey player or, you know, a very, very successful businessman, um, which, you know, you guys are becoming. And, and those were the two kind of groups that inspired me. And, and I'm witnessing this post-traumatic growth right in front of my face. And I'm saying, well, if you guys can do it, you know, what's worse than that? I mean, what's worse than that level of trauma on a battlefield? Why, if you guys can do it, why can't we train others to do it? And and listen, I know you, you know everybody, every amputee, every person in war has some sort of depression. But that's that's what I try to tell everybody is that it's it's normal. We all have it. Exactly. Life is a, life is a series of ups and downs. We struggle with anxiety issues. We struggle with depression. Um, but you, but if but if you let it get to you, it's hard to get out of. If you work through it, which is what we teach in Warrior Path, you can be very successful in life. I, I think you're on to something. It's not trying to avoid it. It's knowing how to deal with it and move past it. I think you're absolutely right. So what kind of a, what veteran is eligible for this program and how do they find it or get involved? Well, our, our website is bouldercrest.org, O-R-G. And uh, 
and you can you know fill out an application if you want to come to Warrior Path. We run several programs. We run our Warrior Path program, which I always tell people is our our flagship program. And I say that because we spent a lot of money uh, studying it and uh, looking at the, the results of it. Uh, we also run a whole family version of that program. We run a family path program only in the summer months. Uh, unfortunately, this summer we can't due to Corona and COVID. We've um, we've had to reschedule some things and, and and we've had to cancel our family programs. Uh, but when the pro- when the retreats aren't being used, or when the centers, the two centers in Arizona and Virginia, aren't being used, uh, we still run our family R and R program. So you have to be a combat veteran. You have to be honorably discharged. Uh, which I know is controversial, maybe even on this this podcast, but I'll tell you why um, real quickly is that we felt and feel, still feel very strongly that we're a very small nonprofit. We can only serve so many a year and that we feel that, you know, the only the best that served, you know, should have the front of the line privileges. And and, uh, and I know that's controversial and, and I'm okay with that and um, and happy to talk with anybody about it. So honorably discharged with your family, without, depending on the program, uh, if you come for family R&R, your buy-in is that you have to get here on your own dime and buy your own groceries. Uh, all our other programs are completely free of charge, including transportation uh, to and from. So that's uh, that's the website. You can you can look at both R&R and, and the different programs we run. Um, they're very, very well spelled out on the website. You know, anytime I have a chance to share amazing programs and efforts like this with my on my platform, people always come to me and say, what can I do to help? How can I help? I want to volunteer. I want to donate. Is there a way for just proud Americans around the country to help out with this effort? Yeah. And thanks for highlighting that. It's a, you know, we're a, a nonprofit. It's a hundred percent privately funded. Uh, we have a budget of about six and a half million dollars a year. And, and uh, as I tell everybody, I've been shot out. I've jumped out of airplanes and been diving and, and fundraising is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. So, <laughs> uh, you know, any, any help that people can be, you can donate through our website. There's lots of Facebook campaigns, uh, that, that, that occur. Follow us on Facebook and, and other social media channels. Um, and volunteering is, it's so important. You know, we need, every time we run a program, we have three or four volunteers, every meal in the kitchen, helping serve food and, and both Arizona, Arizona is relatively new. So our volunteer base out there isn't as strong as it is in Virginia, but the amount of volunteerism we get is just amazing. Whether it's individuals in the community, uh, Vietnam vets who want to come back and help, uh, heck we've had World War II vets literally in the kitchen washing dishes. It's been amazing to watch and corporations. Well, we, we have, I don't think we've paid to paint a fence in Boulder Crest in Virginia, uh, since I've run the place, you know, we'll get a corporation will come out and not only paint the fence, but they'll buy us the paint and, uh, and make it a corporate fundraising day and, or a corporate fund day. And, and it's just amazing. I mean, there are so many great Americans in this country doing, doing things for, for us. And as a kid who grew up in the DC area during the Vietnam war, uh, you know, my, my mission was not to let your generation, maybe our generation, uh, come home like the Vietnam vets did. And that's really what, what, what my life's dedicated, dedicated to now. Well, I've seen firsthand you're you're well underway of accomplishing that mission. And, uh, you know, as a veteran, I can't thank you enough for it. And as host of this podcast, I thank you, can't thank you enough for coming on and sharing it with our audience. Um, so Ken Falk, Boulder Crest Foundation, thank you for all that you're doing. And thanks for being our guest today. Joey, thank you. And thanks for everything you do. You're a, a great host and I enjoy watching on TV and watching your success from the sidelines. Yes, sir. We all experience trauma in our lives. Some of us also experience the trauma that can come from war and wartime service. 
but we can all overcome and even grow into more resilient people afterwards with the right help. I'm thankful proud Americans like Ken and the folks at Boulder Crest Foundation are working tirelessly to help our veterans heal and grow. To hear more stories like this, visit foxnewspodcast.com and be sure to check back next week for a brand new Proud American Story. I'm your host, Johnny Joey Jones, and thanks for listening. Pull up a chair and join me, Rachel Campos Duffy. And me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America. Download from the kitchen table, the Duffy's at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download podcasts.